Have you seen any gameplay footage from this game? I sure have. Uh, is it what's it look like? Clunky as hell. What, are you just Mickey running around yeah. dodging dodging brooms? Side scroll plot that you you literally just described the entire game. I watched a full twenty seven minute playthrough. It's your Mickey mm -hmm. jumping around dodging brooms and races mushrooms. You have the ability to commit to watching something way more than I do. I lose fucking patience. Mm. It like once you're in, you're in, man. Like once you're in, you're hooked. And there, he. So, so the concept of the video game is jump on the brooms and the racist mushrooms, collect music notes as Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey so that the musicians can play Fantasia, the movie. Spoilers, that's what we watched. Fantasia. This month, or, you know, series, this series is Fantamontasia. Fantamontasia. We're going to be covering um, Fantasia. Mainly the the one from nineteen forty two was I, it forty two? I after watching more of Fantasia two thousand, I believe that Fantasia two thousand deserves its own episode in the future. Okay, cool. Because we 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 checked out a little bit of that too. Uh, in nineteen forty. Nineteen forty. Okay. Nineteen forty. Um, I'm gonna say that I didn't really know how to cover this episode, um, just because you know a lot of a lot of what we do, or at least a lot of what I do. You're job may not have changed that much but kind of what i do is like go down the list of things that happened and just kind of rattle off the plot and then you know kind of make jokes about it uh, this is a harder one to cover because it's you know music videos kind of to classical music yep done by animators um so i figured the only way to cover this properly is to arm ourselves to the teeth. With guns. With drugs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, that's, that's, so that's that what started as a joke, and then we just actually did it. Yep. <laughs> um, Went hard in the paint. Went real hard, hard in the paint. Hard into the paint, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this may, episode might be a little bit higgledy-piggledy. You know, I think, I think you'll be surprised. Well, uh, so... All right. Usually when I watch something preparing for this, I fill up a couple of pages with like, oh, this is what's happening. Got Fucking it. Fritz is being swarthy or, uh, you know, Moses fucking what was it? Father Swiss Robinson man is is being a fucking biblical martyr or something, you know, like uh, there it, goes Gerald the cat being a real trickster. Right. So on acid. Um. <laughs> I only wrote down a couple of things, and here we go. This okay. is the entirety of what I wrote down while we watched this the other day. Okay, I'm ready. Sexy cellos. Mm. James Taylor. Mm. Chinese shroom men. Super cute. Sexy ass fish. Mm. Sorcerer's apprentice. <laughs> Mickey Mouse is a lazy motherfucker who resorts to murder. Sexy ass wizard daddy disappointed. Mickey, you are fired. These bubbles popping looks very good. <laughs> lava looking amazing. I'll tell you a little bit more about that lava later. You have to lay significant tribute to Satan in order to get to the worship of God at the end. That's it. 
It got deeper there. Toward, it started out real sexy and then got real philosophical. Well, in, I, in had, I might have been peeking at one one of those statements. I did not take acid, but I did get. That's true. You had to work super early. Real drunk. Yeah. And uh, real high. Well, I did both of those things, too. In fact, uh, it was a pretty low dose. Truth be told, I had also taken acid that Saturday, so I probably would have needed to take a little bit more to get a real acid trip while we were watching this, but it was like acid, weed, alcohol, all equal participants, Here's all holding different corners of the parachute. Here's the notes that I drew. Uh, this is a this was me trying to draw the That music. looks kind of like New York. That they drew in the um, Fantasia 2000. Way. It actually, uh, I'm going to show it to those following us live on the Twitch stream. I we were discussing during the viewing um, when I was a kid. I used to try to listen to music, and I thought that it would be possible for me to draw along to the music and be able to recognize the song when I went back and looked at it. So I I posit that out there amongst our listener, oh oh. You you pause it, as in take a position, not pause it. No, not pause okay, got, it. Got it, got it. Yeah, sorry. I posit that out there amongst the listener listeners that we may or may, or may not have, other people did the same thing. Uh, you might be right. I think I'm evidenced in parts of this film where this is literally what they're doing to a much higher level. I think that... I think there were tons of kids out there trying to do this. Just some of us got good at it. Mm -hmm. By the way, welcome to Pleasant and Cousin. Welcome to Pleasant and Cousin. I'm Tim Hussein, just like Saddam, but a little less hung. And I'm DFI2600. I didn't think of a name for this one. Uh, you could have done something with the Mega Drive. Like I didn't think of one either. I didn't. Uh, I'm. There's no words. I'm James I'm, I, could, I could be the podcaster's apprentice. <laughs> That's good. I am uh, Banchexty2000. I was thinking of something with like centaur butts or something, but I'm gonna we're gonna talk a lot about cent this this entire episode is gonna be brought to you by centaur butts. Sweet, sweet fucking equine eroticism. Mm -hmm. Uh wait, uh Oh wait, wait, we, we didn't finish word my notes. from our sponsors. Hold on, hold on. Here's the notes I took. Other than that drawing. Uh what year Nutcracker became pop? Eighteen ninety two? Who drew that? Uh just the words bubble guy. Uh, a reminder to talk about elementary school might bald mount and backlash question mark which I think is the word backlash backlash yeah oh we yeah okay we'll get to that right so here's yeah we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that so these notes as vague as they are sound important but you're right it's the beginning of the episode and we need to hear a word from our sponsors. Uh, just like all the other podcasts out there, creating What's our a drink following. Of the week? It's drink of the week. Uh, this week, I wanted to play to the concept of musicality and um, and youth, as as evidenced in both of our topics, Fantasia and Hannah Montana. The two things they have in common, clearly being um, Billy Ray Cyrus and musica, and musica, musica. Musica. That's Spain. I don't, and they don't, they don't lisp on the U. What, what even was it? The drink of the wink is Malort. This episode. Malort. Now, what is, what is, what is this Malort? Brought to you by Malort. Now, so we're. I just found out about this. in nostalgia and youth, and what better way to celebrate that than drinking something that just tastes like 
distilled death. How do you have you seen much about Sandra Bullock rubbing Korean foreskins on her face on the Ellen show? Um, I, I, I think that this might be the not just the beginning of the I think we're at like the middle of the end for Ellen. I think we're at the middle of the end for Ellen. But how is that not the beginning of the end for Sandra Bullock when Ellen put her on blast for rubbing Korean foreskins? What are you supposed to do with foreskins when they're done? If they serve some purpose, who gives a shit? I don't have an issue with it, but I feel like the America Give me those baby at large might have a problem with it. Fuck America at large. Well, maybe. Okay. But you're supposed to throw them away if they do good things? It's like stem cells, you know? Right. Absolutely. But why just the foreskin? Dude, I don't know. And why do, do babies? Foreskin? It's not like babies have smegma. No. Korean foreskins have to be tiny. Nope. You don't think you think they're going to be baby dick foreskins are going to be super fucking tiny. Koreans are smaller people. Scientifically, scientifically speaking, you're probably onto something here. You uh, gotta sci- have you gotta have like a whole fucking <laughs> scientific- you gotta have a whole fucking field full of them. Scientifically speaking, um. Babies are much smaller people, so Korean babies probably going to be smaller. Uh, so, and I mean, we are talking about rubbing baby foreskins onto your face, and and that that was okay on Ellen. Uh, I've never liked Ellen, and here's to that. Oh, I imagine that's what Ellen's pussy tastes like. Sorry, Portia de Rossi. All right, so welcome to Disney Plus and Cussin. And let's dig a little bit right into yeah. how Fantasia happened. Yeah, let me let me sit crisscross applesauce at your feet, Grandpa, while you tell me the story of Fantasia. Which I before we start, I just want to say, you know, Disney is fucking feeling themselves right now. Like, this is just me positing um, that they're really feeling themselves. They have just done some amazing anim- animation feats. And so they're like, let's just do a fucking art piece. Like, we are creating masterpieces to visually behold. And let's put them with, you know, it- it's a little, almost a little presumptuous. Maybe? Well, Putting Tim- themselves in the company of all of these, you know, ubiquitously acknowledged masterpiece composers you'd be a little bit surprised this all started at the very beginning fantasia started at the very beginning we're going back before snow white and currently actually they're they should be feeling themselves they should be real high on it right now and they know they've done something special with snow white they know they've done something real special with pinocchio but it didn't take off it didn't make money the snow white allowed Disney to build the studios in Burbank, but Pinocchio, until much later, was kind of a flop. Uh, all things considered, the critics loved it, but the at large, the war is really screwing things up for Disney, and he still continues to uh, to do what he's doing. And so, this all started back in 1928 with Steamboat Willie, and that uh, obviously our first introduction to Disney, really our first introduction to Mickey Mouse. Uh, Pete, one of my favorites. Uh, Pete's a dick. Sometimes, and sometimes Pete's got a heart of gold. It really depends on which canon you follow and which Pete you get. But I love Pete. I think I think Pete is every man. Pete is us. Pete is you. Pete is me. Pete is America. Pete's a bully. 
he, he's Pete starts as a bully. Pete he, anyway. So Pete, Pete could play Donald Trump. I think actually Donald Duck would play Donald Trump. Just because his name's Donald? No, because Donald Duck is the epitome of childish frustration. Donald Duck is I didn't get my way personified. Donald Duck is is anger but fun. Donald Duck is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is Donald Duck. Neither one of them can speak full English, and they both get angry about bullshit. I still see Pete as as Donald Trump more than... See, I see Pete more as Steve Bannon. <laughs> He's in trouble. They're all in trouble. Anyway, this is Political Corner on Plessin and Cussin. You really don't like Pete? No. He's a fucking asshole in every single thing he's ever been in. You th- we talked about the same dude? Yeah. No, no, Pete's a fucking piece of shit. Pete is looking out The only Pete, time man. that they give that they give Pete any semblance of humanity is uh in Goof Troop. Right. He's like uh he's basically he's like Dale Gribble kind of. Exactly. And he always has been, well not always has been. In the beginning Pete was just a dick who actually tried to was it murder and kidnap or kidnap and and rape Minnie? Isn't that how isn't that how isn't that how Steamboat Willie works? No, you know who the antagonist of Steamboat Willie is, right? It's fucking Mickey. He just goes around trolling people. He is he's, beating up animals. He's he Steamboat Willie beginneth not only Walt Disney's foray into music videos, but also Walt Disney's foray into just sheer animal abuse throughout the entire oh yeah in, his entire reign of terror. Uh, you know, you're you not, know. you're not wrong. You're, you're absolutely right. Mickey is the villain. So that. now I'm going to educate you on a little bit of Disney canon. You want to know something? Bring it. So Pluto, what would you call Pluto? Pluto's a dog. All right. What would you call Goofy? Goofy's a dog. Goofy is not considered a dog in Disney canon, nor is that cow or Pete. They are considered funny animals. I believe that that is... What is, what's it what's it called when you when you go back and change the canon? Uh, retconning something. I believe they have been retconned into funny animals. Yeah. Uh, before Goofy was Goofy, he was like foolish Henry or some shit. We should look that up. What was Goofy's original name? Right there. Dippy Dog. Dippy Dog. Dippy Dog. Goofy's it's literally spelled D A W G. Okay, this is going to be one of those things where you're going to have to like cut and then move something. I can do that. But this is Cousin and Pleasant. What? Just say your fucking name. Oh, I'm 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 Timothy Hussein. What's up? This is Pleasant and Cousin. I'm Tim Hussein, just like Saddam, but a little less hung. And here's my sidekick. Dippy Dog 2600. Dippy Dog. So now we're back to where we were? Uh, so, yeah, now we're back to where we were. Uh, originally known as Dippy Dog, the character is more commonly known as Goofy. Uh, so they call him Funny Animal. Now Clarabelle the Cow, Funny Animal. Pete, Funny Animal. Originally, this motherfucker is clearly a dog. Clarabelle, that's who I was talking about. Clarabelle, she makes moo muffins. I feel like they they attributed way more significance to her in recent years on like things like Mickey Mouse Club and shit, right? Or Clubhouse Club, yeah. The Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. What do you think of that animation, by the way? Come inside, it's fun inside. Love it. I hate it. Uh, I think it's 
shiny. How do you feel about the Mickey Mouse shorts? Like the newest Mickey. I haven't seen him. This is actually, you know what? Talking about here, you haven't seen the newest Mickey? No. Uh, he's only in shorts. This. This is the new Mickey. Looks kind of cool. Right? So this, is, this isn't, I don't believe this to be canon Mickey. Hello? Oh, you bitch. <laughs> is it the Smirnoff? It's a giant Smirnoff ice. I'm not drinking it. <laughs> My wife just iced me with a this episode brought to you by Smirnoff Ice Smash. Not to be rude, I just really don't want to drink one of those. That's nine percent. Eight percent. Eight percent. All right, better get to it. Uh, this how? episode brought to you by Smirnoff Ice Smash Pineapple and Coconut. Is that sweet? Yeah, gross. That is not good. You have My, to drink the whole thing, or you're a bitch. I'm going to drink the whole thing. I'm not going to take a knee. We've got a lot of we got a lot of info to cover, and we're just at the beginning. Uh, but you, yeah, we we should stop talking about. You like the new Mickey? It's I mean, it looks cool. This is the first time I've seen it. It's very stylized. Uh, super stylized. The the boy, what you wearing, Mickey? Uh, Mickey's shorts are bigger than his body. His shoes are still the same, but Mickey's eyes, the traditional pupil in a pupil. No, design. his eyes kind of look more like Pac-Man now. Now they look. He's got two little Pac-Man eyes. Now that pupil in a pupil that you're used to the the big eyes mickey uh happened in fantasia for the first time which is which is why this content oh yeah we we, we talked about maybe that's the first time that that, that happened this right? is the first yeah. time you see big eyes mickey uh so not people in a people people in an iris uh, or people in on in a white they call it pupil in a pupil they call it pupil in a pupil weird okay I mean, it would be weird to see Mickey with actual irises. Like, I don't know like if it was Frank color. or Ollie, but one of them on the on the thing that I watched earlier literally called it "pupil in a pupil." I wrote the the I wrote it down. We'll talk about that well, too. They're not, you know, they're animators. They're not ophthalmologists <laughs> or optometrists. What's the difference? I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not big on eye law. Let's not Google it. Okay. Uh, so Steamboat Willie, a lot of fun. Everybody meets Mickey for the first time. Part of what makes Steamboat Willie tick, other than Mickey being a real dick. Uh, is that it is scored and animated in tune with the music, which is uh, something that we will see over and over and over again through the rest of the fucking 30s and 40s uh, with such awesome cartoons as Bosco and Betty Boop, which I've never understood the fandom of. There were two things in this world when I was growing up that let me know that you had been divorced twice. A Betty Boop tattoo... Or a Tweety one. Or a Tweety one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's how you knew somebody was a multiple divorcee in the year 1996. Uh. Was a fucking Betty Boop tattoo or a Tweety Bird tattoo. You want to know how you knew somebody cooked meth? And a Tasmanian Devil Tasmanian tattoo. Tasmanian Devil yeah. tattoo. That, is that also exactly. meant that they've like shit their pants at least once a year like <laughs> in their adult life. If you have a Tasmanian Devil tattoo, your favorite restaurant. Favorite restaurant. Is currently Chipotle, <laughs> but it used to be Sizzler. I was gonna say Sizzler <laughs> back, when, back when the Sizzler was still good. If you have a Tasmanian Devil tattoo that has not been removed or updated and is not Space Jam related, your favorite restaurant is currently Chipotle, but was previously the Sizzler. And you think the best pizza comes from Mod Pizza? I've never had a Mod. Neither pizza. have I. Somebody was trying to tell me about it. I was like, it sounds like Chipotle. It is. It's like Chipotle, but with pizza. It sounds great. We had one called And Pizza up on the East Coast, and it you had to get a salad first, but then you could also have a pizza. 
it was yeah i wonder like i mean it's literally like that ampershound what's that that and symbol thing the, yeah i think it's literally called an Ampersand. 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 Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's just too much. There's too much Smirnoff smash. Ampersand. Uh, in in here. By the way. Uh, so Steamboat Willie, 1928 super musical. That is where we get the silly symphonies. You want to know my favorite silly symphony? Three Little Pigs. Uh, fantastic. That's the one that I remember the most. Fantastic. I this above and beyond is my favorite silly symphony. Cool We have a Halloween party over here. We should have shit like this playing on the TVs. Yeah. We should do an episode that's just little shorts. I believe I believe that actually I was going to talk about this with you. This is the skeleton dance by the way. Um, my favorite silly symphony above and beyond. I think that, I think the is silly it on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, I believe that we should actually do the silly symphonies in the next episode or two. Okay. Uh, before we start moving past this era, because we'll do that instead of the Reluctant Dragon. I w- I haven't seen the Reluctant Dragon to know if I want to do it or not. I'm reluctant to try. Uh, and we're dragging our feet on getting to know a little bit about Fantasia. Yeah. You- uh. So Tell me about Fantasia. So, Steamboat Willie. Why are we still talking about Steamboat Willie because, every time I see Because Steamboat Willie brings us back to the Silly Symphonies. The Silly Symphonies are fun, and they're set to music. And Walt Disney is, they call him a musician without ever having played an instrument, which really bothered me earlier. But uh, this, is what, this is what Walt knew was putting animation to music. It's what made him famous, and it's what allowed him to make Snow White. Now, making Snow White allowed him to make the studios in Burbank. Uh, and because he had the studios in Burbank, uh, he was able to set himself up as just where you wanted to be if you were a celebrity in Hollywood. And not just the celebrities, but the artists, the animators, the musicians, the politicians, like everybody who was everybody wanted to be at the Disney studios. Uh, right after dis right, at, right after Disney built them, and this is where this is where the 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 multidimensional camera the the uh, the multi scope was invented, and this is where he built a a space for for literally everything that created Disney happened because of Snow White allowing him to build these studios in Burbank, and how that brings us to Fantasia is Disney had a lot of time and. And resources to follow his own imagination. But he was having a problem. And his problem was this. Donald Duck is a lot of fucking fun to draw. He's angry. He's funny. He's silly. They're also completely obsessed with his ass. 
and we, doing like wreckage to he's it. He's got a dump truck ass, and it allows for hilarious butt humor. They are just they are just trying to destroy that duck's ass every single time I see him on the fucking screen. So imagine your job is to come up with funny jokes for Donald to get hurt, and he's got that dump truck just swaying in the breeze. You had a rough day, and you're not in the mood to write jokes. What are you gonna do? You're gonna give him a big old kiss in the ass. Kick in the ass. I meant to say kick in the ass. That actually lends itself to a problem because Mickey Mouse is, at this point, Mickey Mouse has become this this personification of doing good will get you good and everything always works out for Mickey in the end and Mickey's so kind and funny and everybody loves Mickey, but the Yeah, he's kind of a cipher. The animators, animators, the animators preferred drawing Donald. They were more excited about Donald as a character, and Disney couldn't have that. So he had this idea. Because Disney, I mean, he's kind of Disney's avatar, right? The animators, I, I don't know that Disney ever set out to make Mickey himself, but the animators... But he did the voice of Mickey for he did, a he, long time, he right? He did the voice of Mickey, but in the same way, do you think Matt Groening thinks that he is Homer Simpson? No, Dan Castellaneta is Homer Simpson. Right, but who? But the create he Matt Groening, 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 Grinning, Groening. Matt, Matt G, my boy Matt G, created Homer Simpson based on his own father named Homer. Well, then is Matt Groening Lisa? He's probably an amalgamation of of Bart and Lisa. Exactly, and, but know. the 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 idea that Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is this personification of Disney is actually thanks to the nine angry men who saw Mickey as Walt more than Walt seeing himself in Mickey at the beginning. I could be fucking wrong. I don't know any of these people. I just watched angry men. Are they angry now? Uh, sorry. Nine old men. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking 12 angry men. It's nine old men. The nine old men. Uh, the, the fancy animators. We learned about them and, and we'll learn about them again. So. Uh, I, I wrote down the note I wrote here is make Mickey great again. It was Disney's idea. Right. It's kind of like make Mickey a stinker, right? Yeah. Make Mickey... Make Mickey fun. Make Mickey fun, yeah. Make Mickey fun. Now, Walt Disney has this idea in his head that he has to do something to make Mickey fun. Uh, and then these people in these documentaries, all of these animators who lived through this and all of the people that knew Walt that are still alive telling these stories, they talk a lot about things that I think involved a ton of booze. Everything's like Mad Men back then, right? Yeah. I know Mickey Mouse or Mickey Mouse. I know Walt Disney smoked like a chimney, but I, I can't speak to if he did drugs or drank alcohol. I just don't know. But these stories lend themselves to believe that people were lit the fuck up when all of it happened. But anyway, probably just a lot of alcohol. I, I, I don't think I don't think that like recreational drug use was super ubiquitous at this time. It's 1940, right? Like Yeah, but I don't I don't know that they know they're using drugs. Well, I mean, now like this now, is this is, now, this is still let, the me, time let me, where let me let me walk that back a second. You could I think at this point you could still buy cocaine in Coca-Cola. I, I mean, and you can just get like fucking laudanum and shit at the at the um You can walk well, you can walk to a store and buy heroin. No. <laughs> No, I mean that that that's that's laudanum. It's it's a a liquid opium kind of thing. I think Tylenol used to have heroin in it. Not heroin. Heroin. No. Heroin. Medicinal heroin. We'll look that up later too. I'm gonna make a picture about it. Uh, I don't think it went into the 1930s. Anyway, so they say that 
that Walt went to dinner and happened to meet uh, Strakowski, 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 Strakowski at a restaurant. And it feels to me like they may have just been drinking a little bit and and had this idea that the two of them together. Strakowski is the, is, the, is the composer that we see in Fantasia. Strakowski. Or not the p- composer, but the, the, the conductor. The conductor. Right. Okay. The gentleman we meet later, not James Taylor. I seen fire and I seen rain. What's another James Taylor song? All right, so check this out. Wait, four hundred something thousand dollars. Four hundred something thousand dollars. So Walt goes to this restaurant. Him and Strakowski, they're just sitting there, right? They're just hanging out. But I mean, isn't isn't all the shit in public domain at this point? Most of it's over a hundred years old, even then. No. Mm. No. Uh, So Walt's hanging out with Strakowski. They're at the restaurant. They're throwing a few back, and Walt goes, "I think you and I, we can do something that I really want to do. I got this idea. It's Mickey, but it's." set to the sorcerer's apprentice and now the sorcerer's apprentice is the only story in this entire thing where the story intended by the composer is the story that they chose to show you and strakowski is all like you know what bro i think we could make a million fucking dollars on this thing like i'm in i'm in like fucking tits let's make this and so seriously uh walt and strakowski hang out together that's it that's all they're doing they fucking they sent there getting lit up uh, it's 1938, and they have these three-week-long meetings where the two of them just hang out fucking in Burbank, California, doing whatever people in Burbank, California are doing in, the, in 1938, and it's probably pretty lit. They've got money. They're, they're both. Basically, Disney is the Brad Pitt of making movies right now. Kind of like Brad Pitt is also the Brad Pitt of making movies. Uh, but uh, Strakowski is kind of like the Leo. And it's one of those things where everybody loves Disney, and everybody loves Strakowski. Wait, is Brad Pitt making movies these days, or just being in them? I think Brad Pitt's just Brad Pitt, bro. I think he does okay. both. Not, not anything that I haven't heard of. Then pretty okay. sure that Ad Astra was a Brad Pitt joint. Okay. I will say this about Brad Pitt: I don't think he's the greatest actor in the world, but I love everything that he's in, pretty much, and I think he takes really, really good roles. And that's how people felt about Disney. They were all like, you know what? Like, this motherfucker, Pinocchio, wasn't our thing. We didn't all go to see it, but uh, this guy. Who's sitting back talking shit about Pinocchio? Back in the... you, I, Not to turn off some of our listeners, but the people talking shit about Pinocchio were the same people that were talking shit about Fantasia. Okay. Mid- middle America. What? what the what heartland. Is, okay, what is their deficit here? Like, what? what are they missing? This is highfalutin. This is highfalutin. Highfalutinness for highfalutin folk. Okay, so this is like somebody that's eating arugula, and them in the heartland never having heard of arugula before. Exactly. Okay. So and we, also we them to, going, so "Why the fuck do I need arugula when I've got to, some iceberg lettuce?" We need to dumb it down for them. Correct. Okay. Now. Luckily, we're not there yet, right? We, they're they're not dumbing it down. In fact, this nobody, is fucking this is some highbrow no, shit. Nobody needs to dumb it down because you go to the middle of fucking throw a dart at Texarkana, stop at a random fucking shell station, and say, "Hey, which one of these people is Brad Pitt?" And every fucking person you talk to is going to be able to point him out. 
that's Walt Disney. Do the same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio, and most people are going to be like, that's Leonardo DiCaprio. I've seen him in a thousand memes. I love that guy. Um, but anyway. But not John Turturro. We're taking this not great analogy way too far. But these two guys are famous, and they think, you put your fame together with my fame, and we got ourselves a fucking stew going. And so they meet for days. Baby, you got a stew going. And we... <laughs> Days and weeks. It's 1938, and like Walt said here, I want to... Sources apprentice with Mickey Mouse, and I happened to have dinner one night with Stokowski. Stokowski said, oh, I would love to conduct that for you, you know? Well, that led to not only doing this one little short subject, but it got us involved where I did all of Fantasia, and before I knew it, I ended up spending 400 some odd thousand dollars getting music with Stokowski. <laughs> getting music, he says. $400,000 getting music with Strakowski. In 1940. 1940. I, I don't know if he's spending $40,000 just getting the rights to the Sorcerer's Apprentice or if he's talking about what it took to create the music. Okay, so they went back to Philadelphia. Is that where, where Strakowski is based? Yeah, that okay. was this is Strakowski's home base. He's got he's he's the conductor for the Philadelphia uh, Symphony Orchestra. The Philharmonic? <laughs> Why isn't it called the Philly Phil? Harmonic. You go on. 100-piece orchestra uh to record this piece and now they recorded from midnight to 3 a.m. over and over and over again these they they recorded at midnight to 3 a.m. and Strakowski claims that the reason they always recorded so late was because that's when musicians are at their best because they drink a lot of coffee I'm using air quotes on a podcast they drink a lot of coffee what do you think that means uh, and it, fucked up. It, it got them lit the fuck up. He talked about how they're in the zone and they're lit the fuck up. And the best time to record a musician is midnight to 3 a.m. And I got to be honest with you. I don't think it matters what kind of fucking music you're listening to. He's not wrong. Midnight to 3 a.m. is the time to fucking rage when it comes to music. Like the best shows I've ever seen happen between midnight and 3 a.m. I feel like most of the shows that we've seen are over by midnight. My favorite shows are over by nine o'clock. Then I can get home and in bed by 10. <laughs> Anyway, he said that the he he said it was coffee that get him going, and this motherfucker spends forty thousand dollars just to make music with this guy. And now Roy Disney is all like, "What the fuck are you doing? Silly symphonies cost us two thousand bucks. Like, what are you doing? We are you. This is a lot of money. This is not a silly symphony. You have literally flown you and your buddies to fucking Philadelphia. And uh, you're, you're saying, again, this is." For Snow White. This is it's this is nineteen thirty-eight. This is after Snow White, pre the release of Pinocchio. They're work they're currently working on Pinocchio as well. Uh so Roy's all like, no, fuck you. And uh Disney and Strakowski, who are just buds, they're dudes, they're straight dudes, uh, are like, No, dude, we're not just making a silly symphonies, we're making a concert. It was just gonna be the sorcerer's apprentice, but you come in here, Roy, thinking you can tell me what to do. Well, fuck you, man. We're making a concert. Right, Strakowski? And Strakowski's all like, yas. And they fucking do it. Oh, and really? So it's, it's flexing on his brother, Roy. He's flexing on his How, brother. How, what, 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 um, role did Roy Disney have in the Disney company? Uh, Roy, Roy was the business of the business. Was he good at it? 
Who's better at it than his than his nephew? Who's his nephew? Also Roy. <laughs> really? That's his son, I think. That would be Walt would be his nephew. Yeah. Also Roy. Wait, Walt is Roy's nephew? He brings Walt his uncle. Walt is Roy's in? uncle. Walt is Roy's uncle. Roy takes over Disney after Disney dies. Okay. Then baby Roy takes over after Roy's gone. That's when we move. Then we move into Mike Eisner. Right, right, right. right. All right, we'll get there. We'll we'll absolutely get there. Anyway, so Roy's all like, "Fuck you!" And Disney and Strakowski are like, "No, fuck you! We're making a concert." So they call their buddy, James Taylor. I seen fire and I seen rain. So who is he? He's actually Deems. He, he's Taylor. the guy. He's what? Deems Taylor. His name is Deems. Oh, okay. Not James. Um, so what, 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 what is he? He's a, so he's a, he's a composer. He's a, he's a conductor. Deems Taylor is the best way to describe Deems Taylor is he is the 1930s version of like Rolling Stone magazine. Deems Taylor is just the fucking dude. Like he's the face of classical music. Like he is the go to guy when it comes to music critic, Any, music yeah, anybody knowledge. Who's anybody in the realm of classical music is going to know. Everybody, everybody knows Deems Taylor. Oh, did you hear the latest Deems Taylor review in the New York Post? Right. So, right. watching Fantasia. Now, De- now, hold on. Now, Deems, Deems is the guy who, who provides the boring bits in between the fun music. But Deems... It's a necessary commentary. It... It adds to it. They cut that shit out later and put it back for us. But it did RKO, RKO cut that out. We'll get there, too. But uh, So Diz, Deems, and Stacky, Stacky Strauky. Gotcha. It's 1938. I call him the Stork. The Diz, the Demon, the Storks. Mm-hmm. This is Diz, Demon, Storky on KZU 22. Getting all your d d d d Disgu flowing. Ready to rock out tonight on Bald Mountain. That's one that didn't make it in. This chick's gonna come on the air. Uh, so, 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 Diz Dean's in the stork. Uh, spend the next three weeks spending money and just straight vibing, dude. Like they're just hanging out, sitting in the studio, listening to classical music and going. That one's a good one, man. We should do that one, man. And then it just sounds like they're getting super high, but I, they're not. I don't think they were. I think no, they're just creative minds that probably would be getting high like two decades later. I don't, and I don't need to attribute creativity to drugs. I think people were just like, this is just, this is genius amongst genius. You know what, man? This isn't just a concert feature, man. This is something that we can do forever. We're going to take the shit on the road. We're going to make it a road show, man. We're going to keep making cartoons, and we're going to keep putting them to music, and we're going to take it on the road, and we're going to change it every year, man. We're going to take pieces out and put pieces in, and people are going to pay us for this shit forever. And that is that is not what happened. Um, but what did happen is Fantasia. And Disney had this idea at the very beginning that he really wanted to try this this abstract art style. Uh, so he calls. But there's his, a different art style for he, like every. There is, there is, and and nobody had really, nobody had really gone out and used abstract art in in mainstream media. Like at the time, 
abstract film is reserved for like art houses and beatniks and fucking commies and Nazis. Lots of Nazis. Uh, but Walt has this buddy, Oscar Fischinger, from Germany, who makes really Pink Floyd-looking videos. Yeah, some of the, I was going to say some of this uh, Fantasia stuff is very Pink Floyd. Some of the, the rolling um, fluids and go on. Uh, so so they, 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 they decide to use this, this abstract art style to start this whole thing off because, what it, well, like we all know, it all started with the Sorcerer's Apprentice, and when they decided to make a feature, Walt's like, let's do this. We've got all this. We've got we've got all these animators. i got a thousand dudes down there. They're the greatest minds in the world. Let's have fun with this thing. And they decide to go abstract to start the very thing. I feel like it goes a little too abstract in the beginning. Um, I don't love watching it. I, I feel like it's like the first time that anybody has said something like, we're going to put we're going to try and do a visual representation of the music that you're hearing. I, I find it to be a little bit stagnant before they get to the things where they're illustrating real scenarios to said music. And that's a risk. That's a risk that they were very conscious about taking. And so it all starts with just color. And it's one, like, it's just color... And Disney goes, you know what, man? Like, I don't know, bro. Oscar, really like your stuff, but I think it's a bit much. I need to give my audience something to think about, something to find. Wait, so they were talking about using Strakowski's, um, his own music and not classical composers that... Art. No, they're 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 Strakowski's merely a conductor at this point. Strakowski is I you know, I said earlier Strakowski is Leonardo DiCaprio. Strakowski is DJ Cap. He takes the music that other people have made and hypes it up and brings it to a larger audience. I I, I don't feel good when I see him or hear his name. <laughs> okay. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth, Greg. Bigger circles. Another one. Yeah. Another one. Did we talk about what? Last time, I think you and I talked about this. I'm a hurdy gurdy man. Right, that's not a good answer. And I, I forgot to send you the the thing for we the are guy. The hurdy gurdy man. So we've got the silhouettes of different groups of um, musicians. And our boy Deem. All high lit. Deem's Taylor. Different colors. Oh, What's no, wait, that's Strakowski. Yeah, that's Strakowski. That's Strakowski. This is just such an incredible way to, like, tickle your nuts into what Fantasia is actually so going to bring. So this was just in movie theaters, right? Or did they actually do some live shows with that? Fantasia 2000 was a touring live show to begin, but the original Fantasia was just in movie theaters. 
they trained the ushers Joanna. And, and employees of the movie theater. They trained them to act as ushers in a Broadway play. They put them in uniforms. They had little small town theaters install $85,000 worth of sound equipment. Uh, and they tried to sell this thing as a touring experience. Like the $500 Morgan and I spent to see Fantasia, or not Fantasia, the 500 bucks we spent to see Hamilton. That was the idea. A touring show, a road show. Bring in marquees and they gave out programs to create this experience. Like this is a fucking nickel theater, but people are spending $4 on a ticket instead of 50 cents and I would never spend that much on a dressing on up for the experience. So yeah, this is my least favorite installment now, in this is the first one, right? This is what they open it up. This with. is how everything starts and now this is your introduction to Fantasia, right? You bought this fucking ticket, you have no idea what to expect. Now and then you're all like, "Wow, this is beautiful. Like sur I've never heard surround sound before." Imagine having never heard music come from behind you unless you were at a live show. Okay. But uh, so surround sound still sometimes scares the shit out of me. These you, we see these bows slicing back and forth through the air. It starts as a straight line and turns into a bow. Disney throwing bows, throwing bows. But these clouds are here to let me know where the bows are, to help me feel grounded, to say, "Hey, this is a movie. We made a movie. You totally understand clouds, right? This just isn't some abstract performance. Like you like this, right? Like don't be mad at us about using abstract art." And so Disney completely threw out the work of Oscar and wanted it to be his own style of abstraction. I, I want some more acid. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what we get. We get we get colors, we get clouds, we get a horizon to let me know where I am. We're using the multiplane camera to bring me in. We've we've started off with just a little a little horn here and a little string here and just said, hey, Fantasia's pretty cool. These colors are neat, right? Like, don't forget that we're just a few years from black and white. Like, color in general is pretty fucking dank. And music in general is pretty fucking dank. But now you're throwing fucking shapes at me? My middle America brain isn't ready for these fucking shapes. Shapes so, and colors. So, Toccata and Fugue from... Fugue. Fugue. I know, it's so that's what we start off with. That's how that's how you bring it all in, and then we get the Nutcracker. And now I, when we, when you were on acid and we were watching this together, I was way off. Me thinking that the Nutcracker was not popular, and that that Disney brought brought the Nutcracker to the world. The Nutcracker's been around since... Yeah, even with a head full of acid, I knew you were way the fuck off. 1892. And real fucking famous. Has been the whole time. Perhaps the most famous ballet of all time. So well, that's the next one we do, right? Well before Fantasia. And that's what comes next. And so Deems Taylor, he brings us into it, and he's all like, hey, you probably know this song. It's the fucking Nutcracker. Everybody knows the Nutcracker. But now... They'd already taken a risk starting this thing. It's a nutcracker. It's a nutcracker. I have to run and take a quick little piss. It's time to pee. It's time to pee. It's time to pee. Starting to lose my confidence with this little 
Handy recorder. <laughs> I'm just a little scared that I might derail the whole thing if I pause it, so let's just leave it going. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Holy shit! Okay, so we move on to the Nutcracker. The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, right? That's that's the piece within the Nutcracker? I mean, it's an entire fucking ballet. Right. Uh it's not just an entire ballet. It's the most famous ballet, literally, of all time. I bet I could think of a fa- more famous one. Go. Isn't Borat a ballet? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. Technically, I believe Jackass 2 is also a ballet. There you go. So, the Nutcracker has, contrary to what I said in front of our one viewer last time, the Nutcracker has always been famous. And so... Disney has already started this thing with abstract art, and now they're going to take the story that you're like, okay, fuck yeah. All right, that was weird. A little bit weird. I liked it. I'm into it. I'm cultured. I'm not going to tell my friends I don't get it. Uh, but the Nutcracker's coming, and I know the Nutcracker because my kids did it for Christmas last year. Uh, they did it at every high school and elementary school ever. And so Disney goes, you know what? Fuck the story. I want to do this thing where there's just racist vegetables dancing. How do you guys feel about racist vegetables instead of the Mouse King and the Nutcracker battling? I know everybody's into Mouse Kings, but how do you feel about racist vegetables? It's a really crazy out there choice, especially for something that's just laid out for you like that, you know? So Tchaikovsky. You don't, you don't have to... Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. You don't have to think of something to animate. Like, you've, you've got the whole story mind laid out there for you so to divert from that it's just like creating more work for you i mean these are these are some sugar plum ass fucking fairies right here though so like uh when i made a comment similar to that previously it was your job to remind me that these are children that's you were sexualizing them though they're lithe they're definitely not children what what's the old what's the old lolly defense they're thousands of years old it's a dragon in a child form that's actually 9,000 years old. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I'd, I'd rather you just went for it. <laughs> no, I, I would rather you didn't. <laughs> never go for it. Don't, please don't ever go for it. But if you do go for it, you can't claim it was a dragon. That's the rules. Standard rules. If you want to talk... At if, least a dragon has the ability to, like, burn you alive or bite your dick off. It's called the lolly defense. Yeah, it's a like Lolita, like that's got it. Yeah, no, I I figured that's where it came from. We can't have an episode that doesn't talk about pedophilia, rape, or fucking racism. (laughs) It's just what we're best at. I mean, it it kind of permeates through all of this shit, though. Because it's the '30s. Yeah. So, how do you feel about this one? How do you how do you feel about this? It's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, we're watching these glowing fairies um, do cool shit with nature. To cool music. I don't know. It's not my favorite. What's your it, favorite? Uh, uh, honestly, I thought it was Night on Bald Mountain. Um, but shit, man, I really like the I really like the centaur one, the pastoral by Beethoven. Yes. And I also really liked the the dinosaur one as bad as it made me feel i like the dinosaur i one didn't a lot. realize how much i loved the dinosaur one 
Now, what I didn't know about the Nutcracker Suite and Fantasia, which blew my fucking mind, was every cell they animated for every racist mushroom, every sexy fucking goldfish, took three hours. Every cell? Every cell took about three hours. Each cell is, what, a 24th of a second? And each cell took three hours to create. They're using multiple processes here. They're they're doing something called dry dipping, which is when you, like, wipe off the brush to give you a more airy effect. They're sending the finished cells, both front and back, to an airbrusher to soften the fucking colors. Like, there are eight different people that touch every cell of animation. And, then and there's 24 per second? 24 cells of animation for each second. It's just like, do you ever think about, like, if the entire world's population was just you multiplied a bunch of times? I would hate it. Like, how far do you think civilization <laughs> would have come? Because, <laughs> like, I don't, I think that, like, with me, it would have been, like, some, like, some jokes and some, like, musical stuff and maybe some stories. I don't know if we would have even gotten to the fucking wheel. Like, just you, from start to finish. It's just me. You growing up with you. Me growing up with me. It Who's feeding you? Huh? I'm feeding me. I mean, I've, I've figured out how to kill something. I'm, I'm at least that okay. driven and aggressive. Who's feeding you as a child? Me. What about when, uh, as an infant? Me. I don't know. A fucking girl version of me. Okay, that, that's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like just an entire civilization of just Christophers. But there are female there Christophers. Are fe- yes, yes, yes. But like nice. I'm saying, I'm, what, what I'm what I'm saying is that there's like no nobody is going to innovate outside of what your own mind can do. We would have stopped at masturbation and died off about three weeks after that. It's if- just like that whole like oh yeah we're gonna. We're going to put together this hour and a half long movie, but we have to do three hours. Okay, let's do a little math here, right? Right. Let's say an average one of these sequences is 12 minutes long. Okay? Okay. Um, 60 seconds. All right, so 24 times 60 equals 144 um, cells. 144 cells per second times times 60 right? times 103,680 oh, uh, didn't have this up 103,680 cells per one of these sequences right Holy times shit. 3 that's 311,040 individual cells no 311,040 hours that went into each one of these. Oh, boy. You said three hours per cell, Give right? Give or take, okay. yep. Three hours per cell. Okay. I mean, uh, th- there's probably some distribution of, like, of math and time and stuff that maybe we're not accounting for and maybe some, like, delegation and breaking down of some of these things. Absolutely. But. Man hours. Pure man hours, 311,000 
Zero hundred and forty. It uh, is it weird that saying three hundred eleven thousand forty. Yeah, it feels yeah. very tacked on. Yeah, three hundred eleven thousand zero hundred and forty is absolutely not the correct zero way to dark, say things. Zero dark thirty. Zero dark forty. Yeah, <laughs> three hundred eleven thousand zero dark forty. Uh, actually, sounds way better than three hundred eleven thousand and forty. Sure. Sure. So, three hundred eleven thousand. Zero dark forty minutes. And it's hours. just sitting there for my dumb ass to watch on acid. On acid. Yeah, like, in a fucking lawn chair covered in a blanket in a masturbatorium in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and I'm sitting here talking about it. Ooh, well, I didn't really like this one. I don't know. That's I think that's the that's that that's is whole, that's our whole podcast. That's the definition of success. Is somebody fucking sixty years from now? Sitting half naked on drugs in their garage, picking apart what we're our doing. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, these guys, these guys knew what it was to critique. So <laughs> when the what drew Walt to this project and the Nutcracker uh, was this idea that he can create a new experience, a visceral experience, and I really liked this quote. Uh, from him, the primary purpose of any of the fine arts is to arouse a purely emotional reaction in the beholder. Oh, and um, he definitely did that. In the effort time of arousing a purely emotional reaction, he made me want to fuck a fish. He made me want to fuck a horse. He made me want to fuck uh, a hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You, Them thick-ass hippopotami you, and the ostriches. If you had the choice to fuck the ostrich or the hippopotamus, who do you fuck? Probably the hippopotamus. But that, that those, thick. those ostriches are, are fucking rude, bouncy with the buttocks. We'll get there. Primary purpose of any of the fine arts is to arouse a purely emotional reaction in the beholder. He just says that shit. Like, he's just talking to a friend, and that's the kind of shit Walt's throwing at you. That friend just happens to write down what he says. He was that friend happened to be recording it for a television show, so mm-hmm. I imagine somebody might have wrote that for Walt. But that's not how I see Walt Disney. That's not how I imagine him. But the Nutcracker. After we want to fuck a fish and a and a, oh, I wanted to fuck a thistle, but that was confusing for me because like the thistle was lithe and sensual, but I'm pretty sure those are dude thistles, bro. We're all on the spectrum somehow. We're talking about you moving a few points gayer on the Kinsey scale, right? But only for thistles. <laughs> all right, well, I d- I'm not sure you're going to find a thistle with a dick, so you're probably safe, man. So, what's the next one? The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, Deems Everett, what's his name? Deems Taylor. <laughs> I seen fire and I seen rain. He says that. Uh, did you this know? Is, this did is you know story. that I was going to be pairing a Smirnoff pineapple coconut with a Prairie Artisan Ales pineapple upside down cake? Would you believe me if I said I did? Yes. I mean, it's not completely unfeasible. Your wife might have called me and said she was going to ice you with yeah. that, and then I picked a pairing for said icing. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a little out there. Believable. Oh shit! You know what? I'm so sorry. I. I don't mean to interrupt you. I know it's time to talk about The Sorcerer's Apprentice, which is the only thing anybody wanted to hear us talk about. But we haven't done Drink of the Week. And this episode is brought to you by Malort. I really want to... Tell me a little bit about uh, this Drink of the Week. So this is called Jepson's Malort. Jepson. There's a musical artist 
by Car- the name of Carly Rae Jepsen, right? Carly Rae Jepsen. It's actually Carly Rae Jepsen, her father. Didn't Tom Hanks uh, do I Really, 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 Really Like You? That's her too, right? Yes. He does nothing but garbage, so doesn't surprise me. But it's garbage I want to watch. All right, let's see what this Malort is like. Malort. Hmm. That shot was too big for me to take an actual sip of. I gotta tell you. So it lived in my mouth for a second. I gotta tell you, I did not like the way that tasted at all. That is not good. Ugh. Well, Let's not do that again. Not. It's the last shot of Malort. Ooh. Malort. You call it, I will ever take. Carly Rae Jepsen, I really, 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 really don't like you. I love, I love you. So, here we come to the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And I don't think I need to play this one for you know to, for you to know the song. I mean, there's probably some new ones too. Yeah. Um, I feel like Tom Morello needs to cover this in some weird way. I'd like to hear the Primus version. I, b- I bet they've jammed to it. It's it's yeah it's it's got a Claypool beat. Think I can throw throw around my new internet clout to get less Claypool to do Fantasia? No, I don't think so either. Although he's a cool weird guy, he takes on weird projects. Yeah, you have no internet clout though. Not not any real internet clout. Uh, Claypool's been making badass music since we were four years old. No, I'm I'm not claiming to have the same clout as Les Claypool, but I think I've got a little bit of internet clout. Okay, I can't think. Can you think of another band that could do a better job covering the Sorcerer's Apprentice? No. Okay. So this it's got the it's got the it's got the sinister circusy thing. This is the this is the centerpiece of the film. That's the musical term for it. That's the theatrical term for it. The centerpiece. I mean, you've got you've got Disney's poster boy. Um, he is assigned a task by Wizard Daddy. Yin Sid. Right. Yin Sid. Disney backwards. That's Disney backwards. Uh, here, I don't, uh, don't want to. Yo, I, I'm sorry, Walt, and all you guys, but what a lazy bit of fucking fuckery. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck your head up too much. But did you know that if you say Diagon Alley quickly, it's diagonally. Did you see my post earlier today with the guns? No. Oh, is it the is it the uh, Harry Potter and the and the and the deadly, deadly weapons? weapons? Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is very. They shoot very Neville good. in the head. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll fight you. <laughs> So we enter into Sorcerer's Apprentice. This Um, is the first time that they decided to use the story provided to them by the composer. Right, but we get, they put Mickey in it. But they throw Mickey in it. Mickey with big eyes. Mm -hmm. Pupils in the pupils. So Mickey derives his newly acquired power from the wizard's hat. From the wizard's hat. That that Yin said. God 
damn it. I hate it. I'm so upset about it. <laughs> Leaves on the table, I guess. And he wants Mickey to fetch buckets of water. Mickey. for To what end? He's a hydro homie. I don't know. Everybody needs water. But um, Mickey decides to imbue a broom with the power to function as an automaton. Yep. To do his bidding. Yep. He's drunk on power. Yep. After the task is finished, Mickey doesn't really know how to shut it down. Broom keeps getting water. And he falls asleep. Oh, he falls asleep. He okay. falls asleep. Of everything that Disney has done, all is that it was all a dream cliche, a cliche at this point? Was that the lazy I I, no, way out think, of this? I don't, I don't think it's that. Or is that in thing. the original story from the composer? Like, he falls asleep. He's asleep. This is a dream. I don't know how magic works. What leads you to believe that, that that any of this was just a dream? He wakes up and shit's gone crazy. He falls asleep in a chair and leaves his body, and then shit goes crazy. But regardless, he wakes up, shit is out of hand. Out of control. I also could be completely so, wrong. this broom that Mickey has imbued with life uh, has to go. <laughs> has to go. <laughs> the... It's like some Mr. Meeseeks shit. <laughs> what uh, is my purpose? Yeah. He doesn't just take the broom and throw him outside where he can't get... He, he just... He murders it. Murders it. With a fucking axe. To splinters. New... Newly wide-eyed Mickey is... This is the first... Is this is probably not the first time he's committed murder. <laughs> no, I think the first murder was in Steamboat Willie. Was when, it? Yeah. When he absolutely grabbed some form of animal by the neck and then played the xylophone like with sexually its harassed teeth. it. Yeah, sexually assaulted it. Yeah. Um. So Mickey then pulls a sigh and sloops down into the corner to uh, relax. Now that he, now that his uh, his problem is solved because he just murdered it. All of the splinters then get up and become sentient brooms of their own that are all on the same directive, same task. Tomfoolery ensues. To fucking flood mm -hmm. Yinsid's magical basement? Yep. What was, again, what did he want the water for in the first place? I mean, there are so many uses for water, Chris. <laughs> Name one. One. Name one. Wet-ass pussy. Nailed it. Long story short, Flood's uh, anxiety, Ginsid comes down, mm -hmm. and he glares at Mickey, and Mickey gives this sheepish grin, and Ginsid is like, you're fucking fired. You're so fucking fired. Um, Get out. Out, get out. Tink slit Mickey. It's another silly symphony. It's also a uh, rule 34. No, he just gives him this, like, you little scamp look. He like, winks at him. He does wink at him, yeah, yeah. That's that whole thing. That's it. Uh, it it's great. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. It's so good. It led itself to 
it's what you remember and it led itself to it's a fucking video game it's the like it, it's it not, i i i would i would probably pause it that it's not a very good video game it's at all. a terrible video game uh there's mickey in the castle of illusion though which is pretty goddamn good so mickey in the castle <laughs> i did a lot of fucking research on a lot of ridiculous things Mickey and the Castle of Illusion was such an incredibly successful game that the people at Sega were like, hey, let's do another one of these fucking Mickey games. And they called some people and they were like, we need to do another fucking Mickey game. It needs to come out by Christmas. And they were like, okay, I guess you can do Fantasia. And they were like, we want to do Fantasia. Howard, uh, well, Howard E.T., what's his name? Roy, uh, Roy Disney said that, uh, Walt, hey, I know you're dying. I know Fantasia was super important to you. I promise you we're never going to sell it uh, to create new things like shitty video games. Uh, and it was a complete accident that they ever actually made a Fantasia video game. They were never supposed to get the rights, and the person who sold them the rights was all like, oh, I don't know, I guess here, give me 50 bucks. They're all yours. Uh, and Roy Disney Jr., Son of Roy Disney, who promised his brother that he would never fucking make shitty video games, was all like, give me every copy and destroy it. If you haven't sold it yet, fucking kill it. And that was the death of Fantasia, the video game. So it's actually super fucking rare for a super shitty video game. But the soundtrack is great. I watched the sounded sounded super cool. I watched the whole playthrough today and was actually pleasantly surprised and what they were able to do with 16 bits. The problem was they could have made a fan fucking tastic game, but it needed to be out by Christmas and they just sort of created publishers, the publishers, first 30 publishers minutes of a game. Games, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's how the Fantasia video game happened. And then that's the end of the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which brings us to the right of, Get ready to tuck your fucking and boners. The ride in. of spring was right of. Oh uh, wait, this is uh. Springing. This is this is the dinosaur shit, huh? We could have a dinosaur party. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. This one, this one shook me. Got me a little shook. The ride of spring. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, uh, it's it's R I T E. Yeah. No, I'm on it. As in, like, a rite of passage. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm in college. Remember we talked about... Um, Lost Girls? And the and women licking each other's buttholes in the movie theater? <laughs> yes. Stravinsky. A Not very, to be confused with Strakowski. Not to be confused with Strakowski. Um, so, fun fact: when this debuted in front of live audiences in the 1800s, late 1800s, you know, the fin de siècle, the audiences freaked the fuck out and rioted because it made their brains break. It made them too horny. Only, <laughs> only the lost girls. It made a lot of them want to fucking riot. They, but no, the, but the riots occurred because their dicks were so hard and their pussies were so, so wet. Wet ass pussy. Wet ass pussy riot. There's some hoes in this house. There's some. It's actually uh, from Stravinsky. 
<laughs> he would say that at the beginning. <laughs> what up, bitches and bitchettes? Um, this your boy Stravinsky. And this is the Ride of Spring. Another one. The death throes of this Stegosaurus. So, yeah. Spoiler alert. It's all dinosaurs. This musical sequence happens when the the elders of the town are singling out the girl who is to be the virgin sacrifice. That's the moment of horror. And they chose to characterize it by a T-Rex killing a stegosaurus and watching the life flow from its fucking eyes. We were so focused on the backlash that we thought might have occurred in 1940 because of the fucking Satan character in Night on Ball Mountain that we didn't think about the balls it took to put evolution on the big screen. Because this starts with a big bang and moves past the dinosaurs into humans. Decidedly highbrow! Fuck the so land before time. this part sucks. Uh, this made me feel all kinds of terrible. They're while eating I'm watching, mud. Watching They're these dinosaurs fight each other over moisture that is all but gone like ben shapiro's wife's pussy (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i think they might need to seek out medical attention according to my wife who is a doctor look at these behemoths this is the first time that disney has said to his animators don't make them look like pluto don't make them look like the dwarves. I want them to look like real fucking dinosaurs. I want to fucking feel it. Like, these are creatures that no one has ever seen. We're talking about fucking bones. It's 1938. We've got pictures of dinosaurs. Unless you've been to a museum. That have been drawn from artist concepts. Like, the the dino fever, the excitement over paleontology is just now coming. Like, the idea of visiting a museum and being a hoity-toity uh that's new and so like is it new i don't know no yeah <laughs> i'm proselytizing okay i'm along for the ride go ahead but this is the they they've they've taken these creatures and they've taken that that fucking disney technology that nobody else has nobody's nobody else is putting in the time to give these fucking dinosaurs weight, like not only are you tied into this poor stegosaurus getting its ass ripped open by a T-Rex, but like you believe it, you feel for it, and you feel fucking bad for these dinosaurs I fighting so over bad. moisture. You because I was like viscerally connected to it's just desperation. I mean that that that's what I'm getting. I'm I'm getting desperation from you guys. But you can feel that, and you can believe in this creature. Do you remember what I said while we were watching this last week? No. I can't wait for this to be over. Yeah. But again... Angry-ass son. The balls it took to say, hey, dinosaurs are real, and we evolved from fucking monkeys. Now, you had a a theory about this. I did? You did. Was it good? About what had just happened in world history. I did. Yeah, man. And maybe the ethnicity of a whole lot of the animators. Oh, shit. Did you ever look that up or anything? I didn't. Well, why don't you just throw that theory out there then? Why don't you just posit that? Let's actually posit 
the movie that we're watching, and the war is just taking... Yeah, then this, this, that, that theory wouldn't hold water, then. Nobody even knows about the Holocaust until after the war. Nobody knows about the Holocaust. Uh, at least in America. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Cut this out completely. Okay. But that's an interesting... Um, maybe maybe we can, we can throw a little um, art defying the creators. And maybe, it, you know, it does function as a representation of kind of the desperation that the Jewish people are going to feel and are feeling. And are Europe. currently feeling. We're just not aware of what's happening in Germany sure, at the time. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're really wanting to. Fuck. Um, yeah. So not yet. Then. So not yet. So, no, it's, it's 1940. We are aware of the war. We it's didn't do the math last time because I was on drugs. And I was on drugs. Uh, but it does actually fulfill the purpose of a commentary on the plight of the Jewish people. We're going to just just go ahead and cut this out. Or that can be one reading. Yeah. Anyways, makes me feel bad for those dinos, though. Makes me feel bad for them Jews. Anyways, yeah, that was uh, The Rite of Spring. That's The Rite of Spring. Stravinsky. And then they really fucking phone it in and bring us the track known as Soundtrack. Where Disney does what Disney does and makes us feel fucking emotions for one goddamn line <laughs> with no face. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about that? I like, wanted to fuck a line. So far, I've wanted to fuck a fish in a straight line. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just wanted him to kind of get on with it I'm, at that point. Yeah. And at this point, I think we should also get on with it. And that's the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. You want to know the notes I wrote for the soundtrack? One line. <laughs> Where do we get? We're getting into the horniest part of the whole thing. We are getting into my favorite part of the whole thing because we get tits without nipples. Later, we get tits with nipples, but they're not as good because they're on demons. Yeah, they're evil tits. Yeah, uh, but this is my favorite part. I, I had not yet my first viewing of Fantasia. I had not ha- yet had my sexual awakening, but the last viewing of Fantasia, I beat off right under this fucking tablecloth, and you didn't even notice. <laughs> um. It's a pastoral, so That's it's my supposed to kind make of taco. you feel good. Beethoven's Tacos al Pastoral. Are the you quicker, mad at me the, for that? The quicker we finish this, the quicker we can get to actual tacos. I swear to God, if you cut out that joke, I'm going to be so mad. I'm not going to cut out that joke. <laughs> uh, so, Tim, you want to fuck a horse? This makes me want to fuck a horse. You're going to want to fuck a horse. Here's a Here's a quote that I took from a documentary I watched about wanting to fuck a horse. You ready? <laughs> The documentary is about one to fuck a horse, or the documentary is about Fantasia. The documentary is about Fantasia uh, fucking a horse. Okay, let's let's hear it. And somehow the designs also went through some sort of metamorphosis. You'll see in the concept art there's a certain virility to the centaurs, particularly that is missing in the later film. We never done centaurs before. Half human, half horse. The guys were big, robust, macho centaurs, but the girls. Uh, what do you do when you have a, a, a young girl on the front end and a horse on the rear? How do you handle the anatomy? I'll tell you how the, you handle the anatomy, Tim. You handle the anatomy by fucking that horse from the back. Totally. You, you fuck that horse from the back. And, uh, what do you show and what don't you show? I have a whole stack of memos about how things should be drawn and long shots and close-ups and so forth that's pretty hu- uh, humorous in itself i thought tim is that roy disney right there i would pay a million 
fucking dollars to see that stack of memos. <laughs> is that Roy Disney right there? Uh, no, this is actually Ollie of Frank and Ollie, one of the nine old men and perhaps the most influential of Disney animators in our time and beyond. Can you imagine the stack of memos that say, do not put pussy on horse butt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Somewhere, Walt Disney wrote the words, he got, do not drop pussy on horse butt. How many times must I say no nips? Also, so this is a delightful um, a delightful sequence. Um, it's... It's Beethoven's what? What what is the what is the name of the piece? The name of the piece is the pastoral. The pastoral. It's just called pastoral. There's not a number to it or anything like that. Like, who, who gives a fucking who gives shit? Gives a fuck. I want to fuck a horse. Uh, and honestly, what, I want. What go, did you say while we were watching this? I want to go to a party with so hard. Hey, remember that time you wanted to fuck a fish? You want to fuck this horse now? So that was my favorite part about the pastoral. It's literally my favorite part of this whole thing. You've got Bacchus. We were, You've got the best characters. I, I, yeah, oh, Bacchus is so fucking great. He's so funny. He's he's your fucking crazy, red-nosed, drunk-ass uncle. And he's horny as fuck, but it's kind of an archetype, so it's not creepy. He's chasing everybody around, trying to fuck him. Trying to squeeze some, some nymph titties. Getting drunk as fuck. Drunk. Everybody's getting drunk. Everybody's kind of rep- like he is the sun around which all of this drunkenness is circling. Uh, so next comes the dance of the hours, which is everyone's favorite part of Fantasia. But the only thing I wrote down, the only note I have is, did that crocodile fuck that hippo, bro? That crocodile was trying to rape that hippo. Um, those ostriches were snooty but sexy, and those hippos were way fucking sexier. Do those ostriches make you think about? They had some nice ass fucking back tits. All right, let's finish strong. Who's the next one? There's the one that made my mother not let me watch. Night on Bald Mountain. Fantasia. Yeah, Night on Bald Mountain. Satan and all of his minions. <laughs> Really, if you're listening to this, you should just do yourself a favor, get real high, watch fucking Fantasia. I don't care what you get high on. This was a fun one. This was a fun one. This was the epitome of fucking bad ass. Now, this is the Kid Rock of Fantasia. <laughs> if Kid Rock is the coolest part of America, Night on Bald Mountain is the coolest part of Fantasia. And so if Kid Rock is not, then then Night on Bald Mountain is not. Don't worry about it, because that would never be the case. <laughs> so, did you do any research into like what they were doing during that as far as, like, the ghosts circling around? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm here to learn, teacher. Uh, Bill Tiddy Law. 
this is the animator for Night on Bald Mountain. And Bill said, I imagined I was a mountain made of stone, but I could think and I could move. So I did. That's what the animator said to his buddy. He said, what? I imagined I was a mountain, you see, made of stone, but I could think and move. And so I did. But nobody really imagined how truly powerful the character of Satan that they were going to draw would be. And when you think of all of the Disney villains, and I want you to legitimately dig deep deep into your brain right now and think of every single Disney villain in every incarnation. We're talking Ursula as a sea giant, fucking bigger than a ship. We're talking Jafar having gained the power of the gene. Sure. Think of sure. every Disney villain scar as he murders Mufasa. Can you think of any villain that feels more powerful or more dangerous than Satan in Night on Bald Mountain? No, because they just they they just keep hammering it in like I mean he gets a lot of screen time doing basically nothing except dicking around with his evil powers. Um he eats demons. Yeah, he he, he transforms them into things. There are Creatures dancing around specifically for his enjoyment that he can he kills. They're worshiping him and he kills them. He's got a kind of a stupid little goober face, though. I completely disagree. When I think of the devil, and I believe this to be, I posit that this is true for many of our listeners. When I think of the devil, the face I see of Satan is very very similar to the face of the beast of Baldwin. Do you think about Satan a lot, though? Like, the devil? When I, between the ages of 10 and 16, I thought about the devil a lot. <laughs> okay. Like, a lot. Do you remember Shannon West? Beep that out. Yeah. Legitimately beep uh, that yeah, out. Oh, uh, yeah. Satan is a nerd. So, I also had a Satan is a nerd shirt. Ah! Shannon West and I bought our Satan is a Nerd shirts on the same night at the same youth concert. Wow. I made the front page of the fucking local Arlington newspaper <laughs> wearing the Satan is a Nerd t-shirt. Satan is not a nerd at all. Satan is so much cooler than all the nerds. But I even even when I thought that the music that I was listening to was of the devil, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. Sorry, Jesus. This music is better. This music is better. It just is. I'm going to tell you about a really important memory from my childhood. Does that have to do with Fantasia? Yes. Okay. It's going to take a long time, though. Okay. Okay. This is what we're here for. You're a good storyteller, so I indulge you sometimes. <laughs> I appreciate that. You're the one who edits, so you can take it out if you want. So probably won't. Here's what happened. it will take me <laughs> all the time it takes you <laughs> to tell this story to listen to it. <laughs> and well, speaking of tickling scrotums, we're on the right of spring where it's time to fuck a horse. We're done. What are you talking about? Oh no, we're on Bald Mountain. So. Night on Bald Mountain opens up. 
Satan wakes up on top of the mountain. He eats demons. He wakes up his children from the little hamlet below him. Yep. Uh, and summons all, forth all of his evil minions. But there's an animation thing that happens in this one that actually makes it look a little bit, in my opinion, more cheesy, you know, than 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 most of Fantasia. So the illustrator of Night on Bald Mountain, the gentleman who wrote the storyboards and created the character of Satan for Night on Bald Mountain, is actually the uh, premier storybook illustrator of the time. He's the Was he a normal-ass Disney animator? No. He's basically 1938's Maurice Sendak or fucking Eric Carlisle. Like okay. Eric Carl. Eric, yeah, you knew what I meant, mm-hmm. right? And they believed that the character of Satan was so perfect that the animators changed nothing. They brought the colors of the storyboards to life and utilized every special effect technique they had in their belt. They they did a lot of cool stuff with the Rite of Spring, like pouring paint into water and then turning it upside down to create smoke effects or uh, boiling mud to create the lava that we see. And with Night on Bald Mountain, they use everything that they've learned. Color, strobe, pacing, fucking seven layers of movable cameras. If there's a special effect in Disney's arsenal, they use it for Night on Bald Mountain. And it did not receive any of the blowback that the Ride of Spring did. None of it. No, the what really pissed people off was the concept of evolution as featured in the Ride of Spring. The concept of Satan eating demons was something that we were like, yeah, that's clearly real, and it's terrifying. Demons with their titties out. This is the first time we get nipples in a Disney feature, and they belong to the harpies. But again, there is no villain with greater power than Satan right here. I see his stupid face. Because of his underbite? No, he just got like a goober face. I love the demons, though. We talked about how... I was getting some real Magic the Gathering vibes with black and red. Um, you know, you got a little swamp, you got a little mountain. And then we started talking about Pokemon types, too. <laughs> Look at these fucking hot-ass fire winches. If we ever start making money from this, I'm going to... You want to stick your dick into a fire? <laughs> you want to fuck a fire, bro? If we ever start making money from this, I'm going to want 60%. Why? Because I watch the shit. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll take 57%. You won't take that. Oh, he turns them all into animals and then into... Demons. And then he just kills them. He eats them and throws them into the fire. You th- do you think that Ursula might have inspired... Been inspired Been by... Been inspired by... Yeah, yeah. Say it again. think maybe Ursula might have been inspired by this. Uh, no, I think this was just Walt Disney at his Look first at gay club. David Bowie shit. Do you think David Bowie may have took a little of inspiration from Night on Bald Mountain? Well, maybe. How the fuck do I know? I don't know shit about Bowie. Look at how fucking big and beefy. Look at look at this. Look at this guy. He's just he thinks it's so fucking funny. Do you like Satan in this? Yes. Me too. Not anywhere near as much as I like his fucking worshiping minions. It's so evil. You seen fucking Kung Pao? Oh man, it is so evil. Titties, fucking napes, pussies. You see all this shit? Mm. 
I'd fuck that skeleton. It's getting into to seven deadly sins territory here. That harpy looks like Carol Burnett. <laughs> my mom one time spent uh, like $300 on Carol Burnett DVDs while my dad was out of town. <laughs> and I think that might have led to their actual divorce. <laughs> the Carol Burnett DVD compilation? Was it a time life? Sitch. Probably. She just bought it off the TV for $300. Then you got a sister out of it. Oh, wait. Satan, something's bothering Satan. It's the sunrise. Hey, it's the sun. Here comes the sun. So I want to talk about... This is when you said that all of these Pokemon are ghost type. <laughs> yeah, because you tried to tell me they were poison fairies. You wanted to tell me something about the animation process uh, as far as... Or wait, did you already do that? Well... This is the special effects team at their at their very best. This is they're using turntables, they're using the depth cameras, but they're pouring everything they can into the devil so that we can find the sunrise. And this is the purest definition of hope. Now, when Disney first storyboarded this and when they storyboarded this together, the concept was moving from sunrise, the terror, the evil, the the concept of fear and the unknown moving into hope and the original concept in the storyboards was hope through god uh, yeah. uh i mean you know what i always say hope springs eternal you have always said that somebody should put that on like a, a, a plaque or something i never really knew what i meant by it until now until right now but we move into the ave maria and originally this ave what happened can we talk about the Ave Maria? I think that that was the one thing that I felt like I wanted to talk about near the very, very end, which was those lights. I kind of saw those those lights that are being carried by, I don't know, penitents, monks, devotees. Uh, they, they kind of represent to me like the animators themselves, like carrying this flame, this... Um, this this work that they've invested so much in and then creating this like beautiful moment this it's worship you know yeah. it's worship at the altar of their creativity um and you know fantasia is fucking awesome and it blew me away I, I i loved it blew me away you know who didn't love it people who live in the woods yeah you know i mean that's i guess that's kind of this country right you 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 You've got a lot of uh, you got a lot of cool shit, and um, and then you've got a and then Missouri goes and fucks it all up for everybody. I don't know. It's Missouri's okay. Um, at least Kansas City's cool. Um, fucking urban areas are cool, and uh, rural areas have a lot of fucking ignorance in them. I think that's kind of like this country. You sound like Disney defending his choice behind Fanchesa to RKO Pictures. Literally, right now, you're making the same arguments I imagine I, I he mean, made. There, there's like, a, there's almost like an Ayn Randian like argument to be made about like appealing to, and, and you know, the, the Rand thing is like an economic argument, and so it's like completely full of shit. But like, there's an idea there, which is like, there's no reason to dumb down anything. And to try and make something palatable to the masses means that it loses something. And that's the problem with Marvel, right? 
God uh, bless DC. That's the problem with anything that's rated PG-13. Um, is that in in making something accessible to everybody, you lose some of the heights that that might achieve while stepping on a few toes or a few fucking dicks. That's why we never got to see Dolly's addition to Fantasia. Who's? Salvador Dolly. Oh, really? So, this was a good one. Um, I I was a little bit skeptical as to whether we would be able to pull this off and recount it, but I feel like um, the research thing ha- ha- has become integral to the narrative of, 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 of how this goes. So. I think it's mostly integral in a story like Fantasia where the story resol- revolves around how it happened. Sure. More yeah, than it, there's no plot it's, it's so much as production. Mm-hmm. So Hannah Montana. Fantasia's cool. Oh man, I, I have so much to say about Hannah Montana already. Well, hold on to it. Hold on to your butts, because next week we move into Hannah Montana. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. It's it's a it's a thing. It's man. a fucking thing. And it's the thing that went on for so many years. Morgan loved it. Can't wait to dig into it. You want to watch some Hannah Montana right now? No, I <laughs> never want to watch Hannah Montana. Too fucking bad. I guess we're drinking. We're drinking more. Um. All right. We need to have like a sign off. We need to come up with a sign off. When this boy meets world. All right, pleasures and cussers. Why don't you get? I don't. I, you know, like there's got to be something. There, there's got to be a hail Satan. You know, hail. Yeah, Satan. absolutely. Um, We'll come up with something. Uh, I've been sent to spread the messy. If you made it this far, God bless Disney. Then you must really like us, so thanks. We like you too. Appreciate it. Send us send us ideas for what you think our sign off should be. Send us nudes. Mostly nudes. Love you. Bye. Bye.